0: Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this week's message. My name's Aaron, and I'm on the staff team here at Eastlake. Everything we do around here depends on the generous donations of our local and online community. People just like you, who tune into these messages and see great benefit from living that idea that life is a gift and love is the point. So if you love what Eastlake is up to, we'd encourage you to contribute by going to eastlakecc.com. With that, let's jump into this week's message. Today, we hear from Britt Barron as she continues our series, The Way I See It. Please check the description for links to our quarterly Spotify playlist and guided meditation.
1: Well, hey Eastlake, it's Kristen and Peter and we're here with Britt Barron
2: today, yay! Hello, happy to be here.
1: We're so glad to have you. I was saying to Peter before we started this call that the online thing has been going okay. Like, we get this content, people send their videos, and um, it's kind of just been going. But your message was the first one where I was like, man, I wish we were in person. (laughs)
0: Oh,
2: I
1: know. It was so good. It was so funny. I was laughing out loud by myself.
0: (laughs) Yep, (laughs) I was too.
2: (laughs) Which is really weird to, like, tell a joke. You know, when you're just, like alone yeah. and you're like home
0: office and you're like, uh, right? Just hoping somebody uh, laughs. Yeah, I'm like oh gosh, who knows? Who knows what the, that reaction was? Well, I, I just got to—I got to add—I wrote down my three favorite jokes because I—that was how funny I found the message. <laughs> I just for those of you who are watching and you're like, I didn't watch the talk. I'm only doing the interactive follow-up. Um, there were three moments. When you talked about ninety six pictures, the beginning of um social media. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, yes. Social media started with you seeing ninety six pictures of my vacation and now it's curated pictures of lunch and now it's here's my political views and if you disagree Literally. with me, I'm gonna banish you from my life. I love that. <laughs> um the other one that I love so much was my, you talked about how, like, we freak out with these little things when we get, like, we, we need external validation so much. And you talked about how my boss sent me an email with a period instead of an exclamation point. I'm worried I'm going to I'm fired. getting fired. That's it. <laughs> I just love that so much because we were just, <laughs> I have that experience. Uh, anyways, it's so great. And then you just, the shoe in the dryer was my favorite metaphor at the end. Anyways, I just wanted to let you know your jokes resonated with at least me and Chris. So.
2: <laughs> okay. It's good to know it with someone, you know. Just really a really cold audience when it's just uh, yourself. You can see yourself on the screen. You're like, isn't that hilarious? It's the worst.
1: And also, because when speakers would come to town, Peter and I and the leadership team stuff, we would get to like hang a little bit and go out to lunch. And the lunch with you and Sammy and I think her brother. It was so much fun. You we were one. Yeah. Of your, you left, and we were like, they're so. Great. We wish it could have been longer. So
2: uh, we will be back. Okay. Good. Well, things will return.
1: <laughs> well, we missed you guys, but we're so thankful for your time. And um, just to start out by saying, I think I already said this, but I loved your message. I think you did exactly what we were asking for, which is, what are you thinking of right now? Like, what keeps coming yeah. to you, and what does that say about how? you ascribe meaning to your life and your values and what you're trying to do. And so thank you, thanks for putting that together. I just, I thought it was so good. Um, I wanted to start off by talking about um, just the general idea that you said about how have I allowed myself to let other people's voices have authority in my life instead of my own? Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, where, how do you think that starts? Like, is, mm-hmm. it, is it a slow burn where we stop trusting ourselves? Is it the internet itself where all these voices are now available? But how do you think it starts where we, start, where we give
2: authority to voices besides our own? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of individual. Like, there, uh, there's, like, a process, I think, in which you need those voices. Right. Like if you're six, you know, you need someone to be like, you're, this is who you are. Like I'm going to tell you and I'm going to help shape that. And then this like pass off where it should become our own. I think personally, and I think there's a lot of people who probably resonate with this, a lot of that came from like church. Right. Where it was like, okay, well, now you listen to this pastor or this uh, youth pastor or this. book even or but I'll tell you what it says or there's always this disconnection and so I feel like a lot of us were like primed even like before the internet like you know to to hear someone's opinion and be like you're doing good or you're not doing good or you're meeting the measure or you're not and so now I feel like we're in this situation where if we haven't undone some of that original priming wherever we picked it up from we are currently in like this amplified state of it um, to where it's just, like, adding on and on and on. But I definitely think it's it, it's kind of individual. I think there are probably a lot of people who, who resonate with some of it coming from some type of religious baggage, because um, I think that's, that's a, fair, uh, a fair amount of people, right, um, that have yeah. some experience that, like, no, it, it's not. Listen, I'll tell you what, what is right, what you should be feeling. Um, and so we got that priming early on.
0: I have a follow-up to that, Kristen. I'm curious, as you think of that, Britt, this this tendency that we have to essentially give other people authority, right, as opposed to kind of this checking in with yourself and trusting your instinct or trusting some of your, your intuition. Uh, do you think that the externalization of that authority is like a shortcut? It's like maybe less work for people than having to go through the process of like, thinking about what you want I think about like in my discussions with my wife about big decisions like I feel like sometimes I can talk myself into anything and so like, I can talk myself that we should do this way or we should go that mm-hmm. way or we should go this way and so because I don't really want to like be on the hook for my decision I'm like what do you guys think and then if it goes great then I'm like told you and if it goes wrong i feel like you guys are idiots you told me to do this like I feel like a little bit of a shortcut to not having to take responsibility is that kind yeah. of what you're saying or are you saying something different? um yeah both and
2: i think it's i i told them all the time I'm like if i could if there was a part of my mind that just could get around every single issue with fundamentalism religion which there isn't but i i understand the appeal right if you live, live in a world where it's like hey peter i'm gonna tell you exactly what you need to do and how you need to do it and if you do that you don't have to worry about whether or not you're gonna do that, you don't have to worry about how to make meaning of your life don't- don't worry, it's A B C, and you're good. Here's how to be a good person. Like I get the appeal of that because it does take mm-hmm. away. It's way harder to be like, whoa! I need to. Oh my gosh, why did I say that? Why do I feel okay? What's in me? Wait, I be? that's way harder. It's it's better. I think it's more rewarding, more gratifying. I think it makes uh, a fuller, a wholer people. Um, But absolutely, it's better to be like, oh, i they don't really have to think about it. They told me, you
0: know. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah.
2: I'm, uh, appealing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I certainly feel like the transition out of the, some of that prescriptive, like okay. here's how to live your life, here's how to live the good life. Um, is essentially what I was raised with, and what we were raised with. Um, different right. versions potentially, but losing that is a little bit of like you're falling, and you're like, and I have to find grasping onto things and deciding what's helpful and what's not. So it's helpful.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. This one I tried to answer myself, and I couldn't really, <laughs> I couldn't really get there. So I love, and I we've said this at least like when you talked about humans are fundamentally born good. Yeah. Um, and how that is such a change in perspective from um, an evangelical perspective, where we're fundamentally born flawed and have to have. Something save us. And you said we have the opportunity to return to that good. And I guess my question is, is uh, where are we if we have to return to it? Like, yeah, where, where are we returning from? Where do you think it is that, what is the opposite of, like, being in that state of fundamentally good?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know that we ever lose that goodness I guess in in returning to it I would when I say that I mean in uh, returning to ourselves so I think where we go when we have to return to it is we go away from self so we go to other people other things we we go outside of that people. and I think that's when right obviously I think humans are fundamentally born good but there's obviously not good things in the world, right? And I think when we go away from from self and we, we are able to, like, disassociate with, with that being, with that goodness, with that thing, um, right, then waters get murky, and I think we've all felt what that feels like. And so I, I think, where do we go? I don't know, away? <laughs> and when we return to it, I think it's, I see that as, like, returning to self to say, like, Okay, I, there, there is something divine and beautiful and, and good in me, and, and I, I get to go back to that, and I get to trust that, and I get to listen to that. When we go away from that and we say, well, I'm only going to go based on what Peter says, or I'm going to I'm gonna go for the, the what the masses say, or I'm going to go for this other thing, right? Wait, but we always have an opportunity to return, and I think that means, you know, not a big sort of like, we were here, then we go there, it's it's a reminder, like, of who we are, and have been, and will always be.
1: Yeah. I do think it, like what you just said, it's just a reminder, I think returning to, returning to good is more just, I think, reminding ourselves. Yeah. That we're not lost, we're not too far gone, that we just, we already have that inside of us.
2: Yeah, Maybe. I like that language better. You know, even though I said it then, I'm
0: like,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I do think that's hard to remember these days, and especially when you're scrolling yeah. on your phone and find yourself kind of lost in this murkiness, like you said. Just a reminder yeah. of who you really are to yourself can help you prepare. Yeah.
2: And that takes like intention, and you know, I think intention is hard to come by when there's so many. No, I was just telling someone the other day, I'm like, do you remember being bored? <laughs> you know, like, I just literally, like, remember being bored as a kid and then just, like, sitting there. I had, like, strict parents, so we, like, only could watch TV on the weekends. And we, you know, I mean, we, we didn't have a lot of things to distract us. So I just remember sitting there. Like, I have distinct childhood memories of sitting on the in the yard and being like, this blade of grass looks weird. This one looks different than that one. <laughs> <laughs> like you know like for, because you're just like I'm so bored that I'm just like I'm I'm bored enough to now begin to notice things that I wouldn't have noticed right and I think that's an important part of, of humanity I think it's really weird that we don't get bored anymore we don't get lost anymore like we don't I don't know it's just right this is it's intention is is a lot harder to come by I think hmm. it's so interesting
1: we don't get lost anymore
0: Right. There's there's, there's a not
2: a lot like yeah they're like we remember I was I was telling us my nephew's 16, and so he's learning how to drive and um, I mean he and I told him I was like I'm, like when I was 16 I got my license I mean my friends didn't like one of our friends had a phone a cell phone but I'm like other than her like we would all call and we'd say like hey tomorrow meet me at the mall at five in front of like Tilly's. And then you go to Tilly's at five, and if she's not there, you're like, either something very tragic happened, or she's late. I have no idea. You just, like, hope she was there. (laughs) And and, uh, there's so much just, like, random mystery about life that, you know, you won't ever, I'm like, now you can check her location or text her or, you know, there's a million different things. And so when so many things are so readily available, I think, pausing long enough to remember something or putting in intention by something you, you know you got to work a little harder for it All
0: right. it sounds like you're saying that because there's so much how technology the internet has changed like the experience of being human that like it has maybe informed more of our autopilot so like we have maybe it, it yeah. highlights there's way less like yeah, um, sp- spontaneity. Um, whereas in our in our childhood, we had a lot more of that. Uh, I'm also a born. I'm a millennial born, at the, mm-hmm. like one of the first ones, right? So I had life before the internet. We got dial up at twelve, and then mm-hmm. life after that. Um, but I learned to drive too without a cell phone, right? So my parents are like, "Here's curfew, be back by then, right?" And like, check in if you want to yeah. change plans from a landline, like that's uh, hopefully yeah. nobody's <laughs> on the internet, right? Yes, exactly. I think we're called geriatric
2: millennials. No, <laughs> <Totally>.
1: no, yeah, that's <laughs> fair.
0: It's fair. I'm only two years
1: older, so I'm not millennial. I'm in like the weird
2: between that middle.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I will say we've been doing this thing with my kids called pajama drive, where they get in their pajamas and we get in the car and we alternate everybody gets to say turn left turn right in different order um, uh-huh. we get to a stop sign or stoplight and uh-huh. it's kind of crazy we end up in like places we've never been before because yeah. we have a four-year-old and a five-year-old mm-hmm. <laughs> telling us which way to go and they love it and it's like i mean and
2: then... That's so fun. I wanted to do that. Last
1: time we did that, we ended up, like, 40 minutes away <laughs> from our
2: house. <laughs> and then You're I was like, like hey, okay.
1: time. And we had to, like, plug in the phone and have the map come up and, like, get us back home. But yeah. it's a really weird feeling to not
2: know where you are.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, you. I have a question on that, on the fundamental I get, Kristen, before we move maybe to the next topic. Yeah. Do you feel like, Brit that you have like did you have to like process through that as a like there's evidence to the contrary is all i'm saying right there's so there's evidence yeah. that would suggest that maybe the people aren't all born good um, and i'm not saying that i i don't hold that belief cuz i think it's it's a beautiful way to live and i think it's an it's I, it's a better way to live is probably maybe the way i would describe it do you feel like like you grew up thinking humans are flawed because of you know religious roots humans are fundamentally broken and you had to uh, consciously choose that or do you feel like there's more evidence to suggest that people are actually fundamentally good and like people are just kind of being negative or finding finding like all the flaws in humanity and and using that as evidence to why there are they are essentially all humans are born evil i'm I'm curious kind of how you arrived at that conclusion Mm -hmm. and why do you think it matters for Um, coming back to yourself, like, why is that important in your talk, I guess? Yeah. It's a two-part question, I guess.
2: Uh, I think, so the first part of your question, I would say both. Um, I definitely grew up with uh, an evangelical lens that said, like, you're born bad, and you have to, I mean, then it got tricky, because it was like, you have to accept Jesus into your heart, and then you're still kind of bad, but then hopefully just less I don't know <laughs> that's where I started to break down a little bit but um so there was definitely undoing of that and then the second I think yeah there there is evidence in both and right so in in undoing some of those uh, ideologies of the way I grew up I think it was important to reclaim some of them right to to re-understand them to reimagine them to say like okay this is the text that I was given this is the bible oh it actually doesn't say that. It actually says, like, oh, we were created and it was good. And I'm like, oh, that that confirms my, like, my natural predisposition. And then, you know, I think, to obviously, there's evidence for whatever you want to have evidence for. And I think something that's been interesting to me as an adult, right, is how many situations you find yourselves in where... You know, if we're talking heroes and villains and you're not the hero in that situation <laughs> and you are able to, like, process through, how did I get here? Um, okay, like, does this mean I'm not good anymore? Um, that's something I process through a lot, right? Like, when I was, like, propagating these things on a stage, and making sure, was I still good? Was my goodness true about me then? And if it was, then that means that, like, the goodness is true about, you know, People doing that now, and, and and I think the why it's so important in returning to yourself is because if you can't, if it, if it's not true about you, it's not true about anyone, right? Like if you can't, I can't be like, well, I'm not good, but Kristen is like that's not true. I'm just that's fake, right? Like if it's if it's not true about me, it's not true about someone else. And I think being honest with ourselves about the roles we have played in our lives that vary from like you know good. That whatever, um, I think gives me like a picture of humanity of like, oh, we we have again, I'll your language, we always have opportunities to remember that we can do this, and it doesn't mean that we like lock into that and then it never changes, and we never are hurt and act out of that hurt, and we never are traumatized and act out of that trauma. Like it doesn't even mean that, but it does mean that we get to sort of in remembering that journey, that should impact now how we interact with people who are still on that journey.
1: Hey everyone, it's Kristen. Just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for tuning in. I hope that you're finding these messages helpful for you in your everyday life. Um, that's what we're trying to do here is gather around the idea that life is a gift and love is the point and let's give ourselves ways to move forward in that in our own everyday world. Um, so I wanted to take a moment to say thank you for being a part of this community. To those of you who have participated and given financially, we want to say thank you to you. Everything that we do here happens because people make contributions. People say, I value this place. I want it to exist for me and for other people and so I'm going to support it. And so. We just want to say how grateful we are um, that you do that. And for those of you who maybe haven't had a chance to contribute yet, um, we would ask you to consider maybe doing so. If you find this place beneficial, if you find these messages helpful for you, then um, consider joining us in that way. You could go to eastlakecc.com to make a contribution. Um, and we just always are thankful for the people who want this place to exist. So thanks again for tuning in. Let's get back to the message.
0: Whenever somebody talks about the problem of evil going, like, the theological roots, I love any time yeah. bring, people bring up, there's still the problem of good. Like, if, yeah. like, yeah. if everybody is intrinsically broken, how come there's so much good and beautiful things in the world, too, right? So, um, I, I love your perspective. Thanks for sharing on that. Yeah.
1: Okay, I want to talk about my favorite part of your message, the part I think that was most impactful to me, which was your prescriptive actions and intentions versus descriptive um, actions and intentions, and I just want to be like, thank you, thank you, <laughs> because I cannot add one more thing to my life, and yeah. I can't download another app for meditation. Mm-hmm. I cannot mm-hmm. do yoga. I cannot. I literally um, get so overwhelmed with the thought of needing to buy a journal or do those things that you mentioned, and yeah, but. But what I was doing was just being like, oh, I don't have time for that. And I was doing nothing. And so yeah. when you talked about taking the regular things that you do in your life and turning them to have this, like, set intention with them or how can they remind you to set an intention, I just was like, it's not it, – it just surprised me and I'm so thankful for it because I <laughs> – I just can't. I can't do another thing. So I think I just want to say thank you
2: for that. Oh yeah. Well, thank you. It's it's a something a friend and I had talked about, and and we're trying to incorporate in our lives probably like ten or eleven years ago, which is weird to say because it felt like literally yesterday. But I guess that's how it happens. <laughs> um, but it's been so helpful across all kinds of platforms, like you know. Again, I think with intention with with the way our lives are set up and it's not about labeling like, oh, it's it's good or it's bad, we have too much it just is, right? This is where we are. And so how do we find the best approach to fit where we are, right? And what's true now and what's true now for most of us is like, no, we don't have an extra seventy five minutes that we're just gonna like pull out of the air to like, you know, transcend space and time, you know, but like I could probably get just like, a few deep breaths out before I get out of the shower, like, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and so start there, like, we don't have to get wild, right, and and it actually doesn't take, you know, I think I'm always surprised, like, it it doesn't take that much um, to just reconnect. It doesn't,
1: I was laughing because I was, like, I wish I showered every day, but I don't, Uh (laughs) and when I do, my kids. like, banging on the door, and uh-huh. I was like, okay, the, sh- the shower thing's not going to work for me if it needs to be yeah. But I was like... <laughs> Find a
0: different one. Find
1: a different yeah. one, and I was like, I do have coffee every morning, um, Yeah. Tea every morning, and then I got, like, super into it, because I'm like, I use a French press, so I'm like... Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, right, so I was like, okay, what What do I want to come out when I'm, like, pushed? Yeah. Yes. I got, like, super into with it. Yes. And um, so even like today, my kids were just wild. They were just crazy wild. And I was like, I'm not even going to be able to do that one thing. And then for whatever reason, they ended up upstairs. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can press my coffee. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, okay, when I get pressed today, I just want patience and kindness to come out of me and then i like held my warm cup of coffee and i looked down at it and i did just like a couple of deep breaths and that was it but yeah. it was good and so i'm i'm hopeful to to keep doing that because it my life is feels crazy and so to take mm-hmm. a few moments um, and have that feel like enough for now it just always yeah. feels like i'm just not doing enough and that's yeah
2: what is that
1: i don't know it's not a good feeling to have
2: so yeah I, well, I love it. It's, like, even French restaurants like, that's begging for some kind of ritual. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, like, begging for a meaning, like, a shower, like, a... These things are, like, asking for us to, like, you know, assign meaning to me so I can be helpful to you, you know? Yeah. Like, okay,
1: yeah.
0: I can do
1: that. Peter, are you going to
0: do one? Well, I, I just have to make a quick comment, um... Brittany, so my wife Brittany, we have four kids, and she, I just want to make you feel normal, Kristen. showering every day is challenging when kids are beating down the door and work from home and all the different things, getting out the door for school, but Brittany came across a meme um, during COVID, and it said, whenever I take a shower, it's, we call it, like, it's such a special occasion, we call it a spa day. And so, like that, that's what that's what a shower is for a mom. It's like spa day. And so, anyway, we have this ongoing joke that when Brittany gets to take a shower, it's a spa, we call it a spa day. So, anyways, it's I just want to make you feel normal. I reject. Uh, for me,
2: I reject. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> no, I'm
0: not saying it's a good thing. I'm just wanting you to know, like, your pain is real, and and we feel it in our household too. Um, but as far as things that I, I think rituals that come to my mind, I do love the shower idea. Um, I have. Um, figured out because I had been working home from COVID or during COVID um, and even before COVID that like working out and going like to do an exercise outside the house with my kids yeah. wasn't an option. Um, it was like a two hour exercise and that was a huge ask of my family for something that I don't really like to do, which is exercise. Like I'm going to take two hours of my time and my wife's time to go be miserable anyways. So I've figured out this work from home um, workout thing that takes a whole lot less time, and so I'm, I'm ascribing some extra meaning to that. Is where I'm going to use that yeah. time. Yeah, I love that. Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know. Like kids are, kids are an ultimate game changer. So, I mean, shout out to just everyone who made it through 2020 and 2021 with their children intact. That feels like a win in itself. So,
1: well, I feel like everybody. I mean, I think that transitions to the next point I want to talk about, which was like the ping pong ball thing. It doesn't matter if you have kids or if you live by yourself. The reality is the world that we live in, and I'm not sure if it's because of the internet and because we're now so aware of everything that's going on or just if there's more things going on. I don't know. But I do feel like no matter what your situation in life is, everybody has that feeling of trying to push down all the things that yeah. are vying for your attention and your effort.
2: And, yeah. Um,
1: I appreciated your comment of just, like, letting them just come up and seeing, seeing what's there. Um, and I guess I'm curious with, like, what happens then when you just let them all rise up How do you sit, I mean, I know I appreciated you saying about how you you can't be passionate about everything, Um, Mm -hmm. but, like, how do you sit with Afghanistan and climate change and racism and politics and the economy and all those things? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, what is your approach to just not getting overwhelmed with it all?
2: Yeah, well, first I'll say I... I have not found a foolproof method in this. <laughs> I I think, like everyone, have been very frequently overwhelmed with it all off and on for two years. So I'll throw some thoughts out there, but this is not coming from like a... And let me tell you how I have mastered the art of not
0: yeah, becoming overwhelmed. It's
2: um, <laughs> a good well, disclaimer. You know, Yeah, yeah, disclaimer. Trial by, by error here. Um... But I think that in what I've been doing lately, it's, it feels like, yeah, I, the the ping pong ball analogy just, it, it resonated so much even with me, right? Because uh, sometimes just everything feels so urgent and, and, and not that it's not important, but actually asking yourself, like, is this, is this urgent to my, like, we had this, this is going to come back, I promise, but we had this uh, conversation last night at dinner with a friend and we were talking about. I was like, yeah, I, I feel like truly sometimes the best thing that we can do for the world is become the most ourselves. And, and in that, I think we will, we will have this impact. And not that I don't care about certain things, but like, so I think about something like the Civil Rights Movement, right? And I think about how it, it took thousands thousands of people coming at all different angles from their vantage point of life to make that movement happen. Everyone wasn't an MLK, everyone wasn't a a, a Malcolm X, everyone everyone wasn't a Rosa Parks, but everyone was coming from from their own vantage point. And I think, you know, I'm not unrealistic thinking, like, I'm not about to be out here and, like, fix climate change, cure cancer, end racism, be a good wife, be a good aunt, uh, take down the patriarchy and capitalism and then also, like, rescue seven dogs a week. You know? Like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And so there, I think in, in trying to suit myself and saying, like, what do you, what, who are you? How do you connect with that? What does that mean for the way you interact with the world? I think we'll be good and we'll be healing when we come from a, like, a whole and, and, and healing place. And then I think we have to figure out how to manage the other things. Like, I don't know. What, I don't. I don't know what to do about what's going on in Afghanistan. And so I, how do I navigate that with, you know, I don't know what to do about like, you know, just being on social media and finding out that like someone's mom's cousin's friend like has cancer. And I'm like, dude, can I take that? You know, it almost feels like when you're, it's like a, a more real life experience of like when you're checking out the store and then they use my card and they're like, would you like to add a dollar for kids? And you're like, no, I don't like kids, you know, like, no, totally. I'm like, it's,
0: you Does know, like correct a, the answer.
2: Yes, yes, right, like, but the people on the street are, like, walking up and they're, like, hey, do you care about, you know, the earth? And I'm, like, no. Not today? <laughs> Not today? <laughs> right. Um, and so we, I I, 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 I don't know, to be honest, but I I'm trying to figure out the balance of, like, I want to I want to be engaged. I want to be a, an engaged, passionate, and aware person. Like I don't want to just ignore all these things going on and pretend like, oh, I, oh, it's something happening. And if you know what I mean, I, I don't want to do that. And At the same time, I want to recognize what I have um, and and where it needs to go. If it, I, I don't know. It's it's tricky, and I haven't figured it out. And I think it's the the ping pong ball analogy is. Is what I do when it's like, full, 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 I need to, I need to let go, and then I feel good, and then, to be honest, the, then they start building up again, and then I'm like, oh, again, they're like, oh, I need to let go, and okay, it's just, it's yeah. these four things, these are my, you know, all of a sudden you look up, and, and they're there again, so, you know, I, I think a lot of us are figuring that out right now, and I don't know the exact formula, but I
0: think our, again,
2: intention is, is key.
0: I like what you said there too, just about that your, your, the ping pong ping pong ball analogy is something that is going to happen multiple times, right? This is an ongoing thing that we're going to be managing, um, manage, we have to manage our attention. Is kind of what I'm, I'm hearing you say. Right. Cause like ultimately there's a constant, they're coming waves, right? Life yeah. events, external events, family events, right? Like there's emergencies and family, there's health issues right we face things. Right. And like, just becoming more comfortable with like I'm gonna be Come overwhelmed by this and mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to then let go of my control or my illusion of mm-hmm. control and then decide what to prioritize I guess I find some comfort in that knowing that like That's not something I have to solve for once and like if I don't do it correctly like I suck at it mm-hmm. No, no, I need to like do this on ongoing practice. So I, I find that perspective helpful
2: and it will look different in in every season yeah
0: right? Like, my my immediate family
2: went through, like, a huge shift this past year, and I remember thinking, like, I don't, I don't have, I don't know what's going on in pop culture. I don't know what's going on in the world. Like, I am deep in in these people right now, and, you know, as that begins to level out, and now I'm like, no, yeah, I do, I do want to get involved sort of here, there. Like, it's, you know, I think sometimes people imagine, like, Oh, here are the four important things in my life and I just juggle them constantly and they're all the same size. Like whenever people talk about like looking for balance, I'm like balance is such a myth. Because balance implies that that things are valued at the same, right? So like work, life, like no, my work and life are not valued the same. One of those is I value way higher. I'm not trying to find balance. I'm trying to find more life, less work. And I'm not like that is just a fact. Like and so if, you know, you have these big rocks, and it's like, oh, my family needs attention, like, sorry, all these things, you're not going to get it. I'm not trying to find a balance. I'm trying to navigate, like, what needs the most weight and attention, and I want to give it, right, and that will look different every freaking season, and so, you know, part of the answers, I think, again, just to, like, beat a dead horse which I hate that analogy I can't believe it was said it like coming out of my mouth I was like why do people say that who would beat a dead horse but um, <laughs> just to restate um, so much of it comes back to like our, our own self-awareness what can I hold right now we're gonna have impact what's important to me like yeah, I, I'm, I'm so sorry I haven't posted about this thing you know going on with the California recall but you know I was having a hard conversation you know what I mean it's we, we get to, we get to live in our real lives. Yeah.
1: I, uh, this was a practice that someone shared with me about just anxiety, um, and I can see it kind of applying to this, too, where, like, the idea is that you let something be a balloon, and you're holding on to <laughs> the thing and you can just decide to, like, let it go, and have it just kind of not something that you have to hold on to. And I'm not saying like racism is this balloon that I'm just gonna let go and not care. But there are a lot of ping pong balls, things in my life that I could do that with. If it's like, oh I'm mm-hmm. feeling weight about this comment that was made on you know an Instagram post or something like that. Those are things that I can choose to just be like, oh I just I'm not going I'm gonna choose to just not care about that. Yeah. Because I yep. think there's, there are so many things that are worth caring about mm-hmm. that one of my struggles is letting go of the things that are not worth it, so.
2: Yeah, and that's, that takes examining, right? Yeah. And even with, with racism, I do a lot of, like, anti-racism work, and I do trainings and stuff for organizations, and I use the same prescriptive versus descriptive analogies for people's anti-racism work. Because the same thing happens, right? Like, yeah. You know, last summer you were like, what? There's racism. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, every day I'm going to do, blah, 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 blah. Two months later you're like, I, I stopped, you know. It's like, no, do the same thing. Do you drive to work every day? Can you just reimagine that towards anti-racism? So what podcast are you listening to? Add one in there. This is slow. Life is slow. Life is, life is a slow burn. And so with all of these things, even... Let's see, Afghanistan, as example, I was with friends, we had dinner a few weeks ago, and, and you know, I was like, what do you think? And I was like, I'm not even going to pretend to know anything. Like, I'm starting at zero, um, and so then we all sent an article, and we said, like, oh, let's read these few articles, and then, like, next week dinner, like, I... This is this is how life actually works. It's it's very slow, and in that between now and then, one of my friends got friends got a huge fight with their boyfriend, and we, said, you know what I mean. So it's like you, but you have to you can care about things, and they cannot have an immediate fix, and that has to be okay. Um, and that sucks too, though you know, because I love immediate fixes, but they're fantastic. Yeah.
1: Okay, I wanted I want to be conscious of time, but I also want to just circle back to kind of the main point that you were talking about, which is technology and the role that it plays in our life, and you talked about connection versus consumption, Yeah. and I guess I appreciated that because I want to remind myself, like, am I using this to connect, or am I just consuming, um, but I guess I, wa- I was thinking, like,
2: sometimes I like to just consume,
1: <laughs> yeah, Sometimes I like to just scroll and read about celebrities or, you know, the things that don't matter. And now I'm questioning myself and being like, that's not a connection. Is that okay? I don't know. What do you think about that?
2: If you're vibing with it, then vibe with it. You know, I think the connection versus consumption is important when we're interacting, right? When we're commenting, oh, I live for, like, just going, like, 97 weeks deep. On Oprah's thing, just to find that one video of her like coming out of her garden with all of those—I live for it. It means nothing. I'm not. It's just consuming. I don't know her. Oprah doesn't know me. But I think the you know the line is when we start actually interacting with people. Oh, well, they they commented. I'm gonna you know, and it, it's like, what? Well, let's chill, you know. But there's always a place for like, what? Consuming. What did Kim Kardashian wear the macala? <laughs>
0: I'm curious on that. No, I thought that was helpful, that kind of distinction between connection and consumption. I'm assuming your goal or like your point with that or the primary goal would be to like just be conscious of how you're using the tool um, and recognizing if you are externalizing like, or you're looking for this tool to bring internal validation and worth to who you are at your core. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say is the primary thing to kind of keep in mind there?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think to Kristen's point, there's always, there's always moments where I'm like, why am I watching Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for the fourth time? Because I just am. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just a part of the world. You know, that. Um, <laughs>
1: I think kind of my last question for you, um, you talked about in the end, you said, what I'm reaching for is myself. And at the beginning, you also said, um, I want to get curious. With myself.
2: Yeah.
1: And I just, I, I got kind of stuck on that for a minute and I guess wanted to see, do you have any, um, like specific ways that you've learned to be curious? Because I think, yeah I don't think curiosity and curiosity with ourselves is very common. I think it's more like judgment. This is how I feel right now. And then we move on. So how do you facilitate curiosity?
2: Well, I'm not super good at it, I'm an Enneagram 7, so, um, but I actually have a note in my phone that I'm like, why did I say that, and then I just try to go down the, why do I feel that, that I should try to go down the, road. that is not, like, a very thought-out thing, but, um, you know, I feel like it's just, again, it's just intended, it's just like a follow-up question of why, like, you have a wild thought or moment, and like, you know, and I'm like, why, why did I do that, you know, and then you start to learn, and then you start to make wild connections, like, I've made connections, I'm like, did I do that, because I thought that, and that's connected to that, you know, and then you're like, Um, and I think it's just, you know, that's a language I got from my wife, sometimes she always, you know, come out of a day or home, she's like, I just made a connection, you know, she's like, I think this because of this. And we're like, whoa, you know, and it's like a, it's, you know, it's not, I mean, it's, yeah, it's fun. It's like a, I don't know, instead of being like, oh, like, why do you get so upset? Like, why am I so mad? Or like, I need to just stop being, it's like, no, well, why? What did that, what did that remind you of? You know, my therapist, she always is like, mm, I wonder what that reminds you of whenever i talk like, to talking about something I'm feeling. Like, and I'm like, such a good question. Like, you know, I made a connection early in the pandemic of, like, feeling the last time I had felt that was, like, when we were closeted, and why it was impacting me so emotionally. And I was just, like, that was a really important connection for me to make because I was, like, why am I losing it, you know? Um, mm. And things like that are just, you know, so valuable. Like, again, it's just reaching for yourself is, is just the most valuable thing we could do.
0: I love that, that thought, too, because I think you, you probably wouldn't be curious, going back to one of our previous points about humans are intrinsically good, right? So if, if you're intrinsically bad, you probably don't want to know. Like, you don't want to dig, and you don't want to find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just going to learn more about how wretched I am. But if, if there's this foundational place of I have goodness in me, like that curiosity, you can be a little bit less scared to yeah look, in, look internally. So I, I love that curiosity piece. That was helpful. Yeah,
2: I love that.
1: Um. Well, gosh, again, I wish you were here in person. I wish we could just, like, keep talking over dinner and hang and that you could be with the like crew, but sometimes... One day. One day. But thank you so much for just processing and sharing your process with us. Um, both Peter and I were like, let's ask Britt. Let's ask Britt Barron. Yeah. Like, what has she been no. thinking about life these days? So we just appreciate your time, your effort, and... Your involvement with that. So thank
2: you. Yeah, thank y'all. Super grateful for you too and can't wait till we're back together in person. Alright,
1: we'll see you soon. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us. To make a donation, head to eastlakecc.com donate.